Hello, we're back with Latin 3 from the Church of St. Agnes, and today we are finishing up our book by going over the exercises in Unit 35. They begin on page 324 and following. So let's turn to the first uh, exercise, number one. Tunc Herodes, clam vocatis magis, diligenter didicit ab eis tempus tempus stellae, que apparuit eis et mittens illos in Bethlehem dixit, ite et interrogate diligenter de puero, et cum in veneritis renunciate mihi ut erego veniens adorum eum. So, uh, then Herod, with the uh, Magi having been called together secretly, notice, I hope you recognize that as an ablative absolute, vocatis magis, uh, diligently learned from them the time of the star which appeared to them, and sending them into Bethlehem, he said, Go and ask diligently about the boy, and when you have found him, announce to me, ut, that, so that uh, even I coming might adore him. So we've got um, uh, several interesting uh, pieces of grammar here. Uh, the participle going mitens, uh, sending them into Bethlehem, uh, and ite et interrogate, two uh, imperatives, uh, and we have a cum clause <clears throat> showing prior time to the main verb, when you have found, him understood, renunciate mihi, announce again to me, come back and announce to me, so that, then we have a purpose clause, even I, coming, veniens, and a participle modifying the subject in I, or <clears throat> the subject I, and then we have the uh, subjunctive adorum eum, I might adore him. So a good sense, I think you'll recognize that one from the context, uh, the Gospel of Matthew, when Herod is looking to find out about the baby Jesus. Okay, good. Uh, let's take a look at number three. Ecce sum vivens in secula seculorum, from Revelations. <clears throat> Behold, I am living sum vivens. There's one of those paraphrastic tenses, sum vivens. I am living in secula seculorum forever and ever. A simple sentence, but I wanted to give you that one in order that you'd see that sum vivens. Um, I think there won't be any problem for you in translating that. Uh, our next one was number five. Et ait ad Simonem Jesus noli timere, ex hoc iam homines eris capiens. Again, <clears throat> we have one of those um, paraphrastic participle and uh, verb to be here. Uh, and Jesus says to Simon, this is Peter, noli timere, negative command with nolo, remember to be unwilling, plus the infinitive. Don't fear, ex hoc, from this now, you will be capturing, eris capi ends, homines, men. Uh, this is the famous quote, you will be fishers of men. Um, notice that uh, in, in Latin we have ex hoc 
He doesn't say ex hoc tempore, but that's what's implied from this time on, from this point. <coughs> Excuse me. From this point. Um, and so we just simply have the ex hoc. Um, so we have the negative imperative. And from this point on now, Yom, you will be capturing men or people, homines. Okay, uh, good. Number six. Esurivi enim et dedistis mihi manducare. Okay. Uh, for I hungered, I was hungry, and you gave to me to eat. You granted to me to eat. Famous uh, quotation from the gospel. Esurivi, I was hungry, for I was uh, starving or hungry, and you gave to me to eat. I think that's pretty straightforward. Let's take a look at number eight. Ave rex noster fili de David, redemptor mundi, quem profete predixeron salvatorum domui Israel, esse venturum. Okay, this is a little tricky at the end there. Let's see if you got it. Uh, Hail our king, son of David, redeemer of the world. So all those are in apposition to one another, right? Um, uh, it's their vocatives. Uh, that's why we have fili David, uh, the irregular vocative of the word filios. And then we have the uh, relative clause. Quem, whom, prophete, the prophets, uh, predicted. Um, and then we have salvatorum domui Israel esse venturum. So the predicted, predixerum, remember a verb of saying, it's going to introduce what we have here is an indirect statement in the relative clause. Whom the prophets <clears throat> predicted esse venturum would come, right, would come forth as the salvatorum domui Israel, as the savior to the house of Israel. Notice, um, it, uh, it's a little tricky to uh, recognize because uh, of the quem. Um, it's inverted in a sense. Uh, the, the, the subject comes first because it's a relative clause, and it's in the accusative um, because the prophets predicted quem, whom, right? Whom, right? They predicted that he, if it were a straight sentence, they predicted that he would come as the salvatorum domui Israel, to, this, to the house of Israel. So, um, that's our indirect discourse with the leading verb predixerunt, and we have the quem, and uh, salvatorum is really uh, an accusative, uh, predicate accusative, or an, uh, really an apposition to it. He would come as savior to the house of Israel. And the future infinitive, esse venturum, from the verb venio, uh, remember, you form it with urus, on the end of the fourth principal part, venturus aum, and uh, esse. That's the future infinitive. Okay, I hope you got that one. Number nine. Salvum fac populum tuum domine, et benedic hereditati tue, et rege eos, et extole illos usque in eterno. So, uh, remember this expression, salvum fac, make safe your people. Um, uh, make your people safe, right? Uh, in other words, save your people, Lord, and bless 
their, your heredity or your heir, your, uh, your inheritance at rege eos and rule them at extole ilos and raise them up usque in eternum, all the way into eternity. So we have benedic, we have fac, benedic, and rege and extole, all singular imperatives. And notice the word fac from facio, ductic fac fer, should have had an e, but it's not there. Benedic is simply a compound of benedico. So dico remembers one of those words. It has the irregular uh, imperative. Therefore, benedic does not have an e either. So good practice on your imperatives in sentence number nine. Our next one was number 12. Non potest mundus odissevos me autem odit, quia ego testimonium per hibeo de illo, quia opera eus mala sunt. Um, <clears throat> you get a uh, practice with the irregular verb od here. Od is a defective verb, meaning it doesn't have all of its principal parts, right? It has uh, od in the, uh, which would be really the third principal part. It's the perfect, and we translate that as present in Latin. So odisse is the perfect infinitive, um, which, is, which functions, therefore, as a regular infinitive. Um, the world is not able to hate you, uh, but it hates me. Right? Me autem odit. There's that verb again. Quia, because I <clears throat> give testimony de illo about it. That, and this is and this is like almost like a colon. I give testimony about it, and this is the testimony that opera eos its works sunt mala are evil. Yes, this is from John's Gospel, Jesus speaking. So I give testimony about it that its works are evil. Okay, good. Uh, our next one was number 14. We're back to Herod again. Herodes autem viso Jesu, gavisus est valde, erat enem cupiens, ex multo tempore videre eum, eo quod audiret, de illo et sperabat signum aliquod videre ab eo fieri. Yes, this is during the Passion, when Jesus is transported back and forth um, between Pilate and Herod and so forth. And it, it says, um, uh, Herod, however, viso Jesu. I hope you recognize that. Again, an ablative absolute, with Jesus having been seen. So under the circumstances of having seen Jesus, Herod Gavisus est vale. He rejoiced greatly, right, from Gaudeo. He rejoiced greatly, for he was cupians. There's that uh, paraphrastic form with the participle. Participle and the verb to be. He was desiring ex multo tempore, from much time, meaning from a long time ago, he was desiring videre eo, to see him. And then we have this phrase, eo quod audiret. Um, and this, and this is uh, a, a, a kind of, the eo quod there is kind of an idiom. Uh, eo with in the ablative quod the fact that by reason of the fact that right by this from is id eo in this that it's telling the reason that he wanted to see him. So he was desiring for a long time to see him because of the fact or by the fact that 
he heard De'ilo, he heard about him, and was hoping, videre, to see signum aliquot, some sign, uh, he was hoping to see some sign, fieri, happen by him, um, take place by him. In other words, Herod wanted to see Jesus uh, work a miracle, um, as he had heard that he had done so many times before. So uh, take a look at that again. For he was desiring for, from a long time, ex multo tempore, for much time, to see him. And then the eo quote, eo quote, uh, you'll see it quote, often introducing a clause, the fact that, and here eo gives the, uh, it's in the ablative technically, because it gives the uh, reason by which, by which the fact, or by the fact that, or for the fact that, uh, he wanted, and it explains why he was desiring to see him for such a long time. Because of the fact that he heard about him, Audirit, and he was hoping to see some sign, uh, fieri, he was hoping to see a sign to happen, literally, from him, or by him. So he wanted Jesus to work a miracle. One of the interesting things about this sentence is that, um, uh, you see that the ao quod clause, which gives the reason, is in the uh, subjunctive, adiret, which would be a good use of the subjunctive. And um, But then we turn back into the indicative. So um, it, it's interesting because that implies that the reason he wanted to see him, because he heard about him, and then uh, actually, at this point in time, uh, we turn back to the indicative. He was hoping uh, for some sign, to see some sign uh, occur by him, right? Uh, very interesting sentence in Latin because it has a couple uh, interesting points of grammar. You have your ablative absolute. You have the erat cupiens. Uh, you have the eo quod clause. And uh, then you have... Uh, it, really, what happens here is, a, is another indirect discourse after Sperabat. He was hoping uh, to see that some sign might happen by him, right? He was hoping to see some sign to happen by him. Um, a little wordy in Latin. He probably could have gotten um, away without the infinitive fieri there, but uh, that will work fine also. Remember the infinitive from theo, to happen, to hap, to be made, to become, to occur. And that's what we have here. Okay, um, our next one we skipped over to 24. At ecce, and behold, eris tachens, and non poteris loqui usque in diem quo hec fiat. And behold, you will be silent. There's again, uh, I was picking out sentences that give you a lot of practice on this paraphrastic construction of the participle and the verb to be. You will be silent, right? And you will not be able to speak up until that day on which these things happen. Um, you might remember that scene from the Gospel of Luke. This is when the angel Gabriel comes and tells uh, Zacharias and Elizabeth that they are going to have a baby and uh, Zechariah is uh, doubtful, and at that point he's struck dumb um, 
he can't speak until the baby is actually born. <clears throat> so that's what we have going on here. Okay, and the next one, 25, not a very difficult sentence. Tunc Paulus extenta manu cepit rationem redere. And then Paul, with his hand having been extended, I hope you saw that that was an ablative absent. We would say, having extended his hand, then Paul began to render an account. That's a nice idiom in Latin, rationem redere, to render an account. Okay, extenta manu ablative absolute. Very good. Okay, number 26. Et venit predicans in synagogis eorum per omnem Galileam et demonia eiciens. So here we have, the, again, a participle, um, and it's kind of that paraphrastic con, uh, construction, but not with a verb to be. It, it describes how Jesus came, and he came preaching in, the, in their synagogues through all of Galilee and ejecting or throwing out demons. Um, and this is how he came, and it describes it with two participial actions, predicons and eiciens. Those are nominative singular participles modifying the subject in the verb venit. Good. Let's take a look at 27. Ex inde, which is the same as day in day, cepit Jesus ostendere discipuli suis quia oporteret eum ire hierosolimam et multa pati asenioribus et principibus sacerdotum et scribis et ocidi et tertia die resurgere, uh, from Matthew's Gospel. Then Jesus began to show dative discipuli suis to his disciples that, um, so we have the other form of indirect discourse here uh, introduced by quia or quod or quonium, here's quia, that it was necessary for him a portrait is the subjunctive. Remember, after that kind of indirect discourse, you can have indicative or subjunctive, that it was in, uh, necessary or fitting for him to go to Jerusalem, names of cities, towns, small islands, domus and rus, a place to which accusative without a preposition, uh, often in Latin, in, uh, in uh, ecclesiastical Latin, et multa parti, and, and to suffer many things, by or from the uh, elders and the chief priests, the, the chiefs of the priests, literally, but the chief priests, and the scribes. And okidi, from okido, okidere, and here we have the passive infinitive, and to be killed, and on the tertia die, ablative of time when, on the third day, resurgere, to rise. So we have all these infinitives, pati and ochidi, and resurgere uh, and ire, uh, dependent on oportet, the verb oportet. Here it's in, this, in the subjunctive oportet, uh, oportet. It is uh, fitting, it is necessary, right? So uh, that will take the infinitive, and we have several of them uh, following it. Ire, pati, um, ocidi, and resurgere. Good. All right. Uh, let's take a look at 28. Gaudio gaudet propter vocem sponsi. Um, and notice uh, we have this ablative of, uh, uh, it's a cognate ablative. We sometimes have a cognate accusative. 
he rejoices with rejoicing. <laughs> it's, it's a nice uh, redundancy, really. He rejoices with joy on account of the voice of the bridegroom. Um, yes, um, this is when the bridegroom, St. John the Baptist is talking about, uh, he is not the bridegroom, Jesus is, and when, when, the, when the crowd, when the best man, when the bride hears the voice of the bridegroom, there's great rejoicing. So I wanted you to see that cognate ablative there, um, gaudio gaudet. Uh, good. And <clears throat> here we have 29. Fuit Ioannes Baptista in deserto, predicans baptismum penitentiae in remissionem peccatorum. Um, we have that same construction that we saw up above a few sentences ago. Um, uh, here it is, fuet predicans. John the Baptist was preaching in the desert. He was preaching baptiz the baptism of penance in the desert for the remission of sins. <clears throat> There's that um, uh, paraphrastic form, fuit predicans, he was preaching. Um, the Latin could have used a, uh, a simple imperfect there, predicabat. Um, but here we have the infinitive, or I'm sorry, the uh, participle with the verb to be. He, John the Baptist, was preaching uh, in the desert the baptism of penance for the remission of sins. Okay, our next one <clears throat> was number 31. Mulier altem timens et tremens, sciens quod factum esset inse, venit et procidit ante eum et dixit ei omnem veritatem. So the woman, however, fearing and trembling, these are participles, and another one, sciens, knowing quod factum esset inse, what had happened in her. Notice the, the factum esset shows prior time to the main verb, knowing what had happened in her, came and uh, fell down before him, uh, prostrated herself, uh, got down before him, ante him, and said to him, omnem veritatem, the whole truth. Uh, I don't know if you remember this episode. This is a famous passage in the Gospel of Mark where the uh, woman who has had a hemorrhage for so many years, um, Jesus is being jostled around in the crowd, and she touches the hem of his garment, and he says to the apostles, who touched me? <laughs> Which is, I, I thought was always an interesting uh, passage because the apostles then say, well, what do you mean? There's like a thousand people here touching you. They're pushing you and shoving. And he says, no, I felt my power went out. So she touched him in a special way because she prayed for healing and she had faith. And, of course, he heals her. So that's what's going on in this sentence. Okay, our next one was number 33. Et repleti sunt timore dicentes, vidimus mirabilia hodie. Yes, Jesus is going around the countryside um, working many, many kinds of miracles. And the people, uh, repleti sunt, they were, fill, they were filled timore with fear, saying, vidimus, we have seen mirabilia hodie. Wondrous things today, mirabilia. Miracles, wondrous things today. Yes. And our next one was 35. Uh, Dixit eis Jesus, ego sum panis vitae, qui venit ad me non esuriat. Famous passage from the sixth chapter of John, the uh, discourse on the bread of life, uh, where Jesus insists 
on the, uh, his followers eating his flesh and drinking his blood, right? One of the important passages in the gospel for the doctrine of the real presence of transubstantiation. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger. Esuriet. <clears throat> Notice we have the qui venit standing really for isqui, the one who, right? <clears throat> Remember, we've talked about how the relative pronoun will link one clause from the next, and also um, its antecedent is also implied often. And here we don't have an antecedent. It's an understood uh, subject in the verb. He who comes, right? He who comes to me will, have ever, will not hunger, right? I am the bread of life. Okay, uh, let's take a look at 36. Et exeuntes predicabant ut penitentiam agerent, et demonia multa eiciebant. And going forth, they were preaching, uh, they were teaching that uh, people do penance. Uh, this is what they were teaching or preaching, ut, uh, so that they might do penance, right? Penitentiam agerent, and they were ejecting or throwing out, casting out many demons. Uh, these sentences aren't difficult, but they're all from the scriptures, and they're illustrative of some of the things that we've been talking about in this past chapter. There's a lot of examples of uh, the use of ablatives, of accusatives, and um, of a few small grammatical points. Okay, uh, how about number 37? Et quidem cum es et filius didicit ex, ex his que passus est obedientiam. This is the famous passage from the letter to the Hebrews. And indeed, although he was son, he learned from the th those things which he suffered obedience. So obedientiam is the actual object of didicit, right? And he learned obedience ex his from those things que passus est which he suffered, right? And the cum clause uh, et quidem cum est filius uh, most com most likely here a uh, cum concessive clause. Although he was the son, right? Although son, he learned obedience from the things which he suffered. So this is the whole doctrine of Jesus obediently. Um, submitting himself to the will of the Father and dying for our sins. Um, so the cum clause there, even though we don't have a tamen, um, it's most likely uh, translated although, and that's, of course, how we see it in the scriptures. Good. And then I think our final one was 40, uh, number 40 on the next page. Tu ergo fili mi comfortare in gratia, que est in Cristo Jesu et this is to Paul speaking to Timothy, isn't it? You, therefore, my son, notice fili me, me fili, this is the evocative, uh, take comfort or be comforted in the grace of Que est in Christo, which is in Christ Jesus, and que audisti ame from out, notice the syncopated 
verb audisti from audivisti, right? The VI dropped out. The things which you have heard from me through many witnesses. Heik commenda. Commend these fidelibus hominibus to faithful, to the faithful people. Qui, qui erunt, who will be suitable also to teach others. So this is Paul giving instruction to Timothy, right? One more time, he says, Therefore, my son, be comforted in the grace. That's a comfortor. That's a deponent. That's a verb meaning uh, to take to to take comfort in, and um, we have the uh, passive infinitive there, or the passive uh, imperative there that looks like an infinitive, right? Be comforted in the grace which is in Christ Jesus, and the things which you have heard from me, audisti for audivisti, from me, through many witnesses, right? These commend to faithful people, to people who are of faith, Qui, who, erunt idonei, same as opti, who will be suitable at all, also to teach others, right? So pass these on to others who will then be able to teach them, uh, to teach other people. Good. Um, I don't think that uh, any of those sentences was too difficult. Uh, there were some tricky things in them. Uh, as I said, they were illustrative of uh, the things that we've just been talking about in Unit 35. And um, I, uh, I think that, they're, that that was good practice on those, on those but uh, nothing too uh, mind-boggling. And our final part of this unit was, of course, the conclusion of the little story about the conversion of Saul in readings number one, Acts 9. And um, remember that uh, the Lord calls upon Ananias to go see Paul, right? And we're in the middle of that, um, and of that conversation. Responded autem Ananias. Ananias, however, responds, Domine, audivi a multis de viroho, quanta mala sanctis tuis featured in Jerusalem. Lord, I have heard from many de virohook about this man we're talking about saul right quanta mala how great or how many evils sanctis tuis faithful he has done to your sanctis tuis to your faithful your holy ones in jerusalem in jerusalem notice um it's kind of a, a proleptic construction i've heard about this man then how many evils he has done featured it um the uh, the um, uh, subjunctive there um, in the in the indirect question um, and hic habet potestatem a principibus sacerdotum allegandi omnes uh, qui in invocant nomen tuum and this guy has the power from the chief priests, from the, pre, the, uh, the uh, chiefs of the priests, literally the chief priests. Um, the power of, notice, we have a gerund here. He has the power of aligandi, of literally uh, binding or tying up, but arresting omnes, all people, qui invocant nomentum, who call on your name. Um, yes, so he has the power of binding or of arresting um, all people who call on your name. 
dikes it out him ad eam dominus. I remember the Lord's appearing to him in a dream or vision. The Lord, however, said to him, Vade, quoniam vas elexionis est mihi iste, ut portet nomen meum coram gentibus et regibus et filius Israel. So this is interesting. The Lord says to him, uh, go, anyway, right, go, since vas elexionis est mihi iste. Iste is the subject of this little clause, since that one is to me a vas electionis, uh, a vessel of election or choice. So in other words, the Lord has chosen Paul, right? So he says, go, since that guy, Iste, is for me, in reference to me, a, election, a, a vessel of, uh, of choice, of election. That he, in, in order that, right? And this is telling him why he's a vessel so that he might carry my name, portet nomen meum, my name, quorum gentibus, to the, the Gentiles in the presence of the Gentiles and kings and sons of Israel. <clears throat> so the Lord says, uh, it's okay, Paul. Yes, Paul's a, Saul has been a wicked guy, but uh, he is for me, mihi, in reference to me, uh, a vessel of election or choice, uh, that, and, and, and then the ut clause um, is kind of a purpose clause, that he, a choice, in order that he carry my name uh, into the presence or in the presence of the Gentiles, to the Gentiles, the kings and the sons of Israel. Ego enum ostendam illi quanta aporteat eum pro nomine meopati, for I will show to that one Quanta, how much aportea it is necessary, eum, for him, pati, to suffer, pronomine meo, on behalf of my name. So, again, we have that verb aportet, that impersonal verb, here in the subjunctive, because uh, it's in an indirect question, isn't it? I will show to that one, quanta, how much it is necessary for him to suffer. Uh, and notice a portet again, as those uh, Im impersonal verbs, they tend to take a complementary infinitive. It is necessary for him, eum pati, to suffer quanta, how many things, pronomine meo, on behalf of my name. I will show to him, right? That, that's why we have a portet in the subjunctive. Et abiit ananias et introivit in domum et imponens e immanus dixit. Saul, frater, dominus misit me, Jesus, quia paruit tibi in via, qua veniebas, ut vidias et impleares spiritus, spiritus sancto. So, so then Ananias went, went off, abiit, and entered into the home, into the house, in domum, at imponens eimas, and placing on him his hands, manus ei on him, dixit, said, here's the quote, Brother Saul, dominus misit me, the Lord sent me, Jesus, that's in apposition to the Lord, qui aparuit tibi in via, who appeared to you on the road, qua veni ebas, by which you were coming, or on which you were coming, the road by which you were coming. In other words, Paul was riding on the road to Damascus, right? This is the Jesus that appeared to him on the way by which, ablative, 
of route or means by which you were coming. Ut, in order that you might see and might be filled in pleiaris spiritu sancto, with the Holy Spirit, by means of the Holy Spirit. In pleiaris, notice, that's the uh, passive, you might be filled with the Holy Spirit. Remember, Paul or Saul has been struck blind. He can't see yet, and he wants to, uh, Ananias wants, uh, through the Lord's power, to restore his sight, and for Paul or Saul at this point still, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Et confestim cecidernunt ab oculis eos tamquam squame et visum recepit. And immediately they fell from his eyes as though squame. This is really the subject. Scales, like as though scales. Immediately they fell from his eyes at visum recepit. And he received back his sight. Visum, right? That's a noun. Uh, visus, visus, fourth declension, uh, his vision, his sight. Et surgens baptizatus est et cum acepiset cibum comfortatus est. And rising up, he was baptized. And when he had taken food, notice acepiset, we're in secondary sequence, therefore acepiset, uh, prior time of the main verb, two perfect subjunctive, when he had taken food, comfortatus est, he was uh, comforted, he felt better, right? Okay. Fuit autem cum discipulis, qui erant damasci per dies aliquot and continuo in synagogis predicabat Jesum, quoniam hic est filius dei. Okay, so he was, however, with the disciples who were in Damascus, that's the voc or the locative place, uh, without a preposition, um, per dies aliquot, through several days, some days, and at once in the synagogue he was preaching Jesus um, that this one is the Son of God. That's what he was preaching. Um, notice Quonium uh, introduces a kind of indirect statement here that this one is the Son of God. He was preaching that, that he was preaching Jesus. And then we have a kind of proleptic construction that this one is the Son of God. Um, so Paul immediately, when his sight was restored and his strength, he was with the disciples who were in Damascus. And for many days there, uh, he was, uh, began at once preaching in the synagogues. He began preaching Jesus, uh, namely that this one is the Son of God. Stupebant autem omnes, qui audiebant et dicebant. Nonne hic est qui expugnabant in Jerusalem eos, qui invocabat nomen istud, et huc ad hoc venerat, ut vinctos illos duceret ad principe sacerdotum. So the people, uh, they all, however, stupebat. They were stupefied. They were amazed, right? They were stunned. Those who were hearing and were, and were saying, here's what they were saying. We're expecting a yes answer. No, nay. Is this not the one who was uh, attacking or fighting or uh, assailing in Jerusalem? Eos, those who were in, invoking, invocaban, that name, meaning the name of Jesus. And uh, to here had come to this place or who had come here Ad hoc, for this, ut, that he might lead them bound, 
tied up uh, prisoners, right? Vinktos, uh, ad principe sacerdum, to the chief priest. So isn't this the guy who was assailing all of those in Jerusalem who were invoking that name, meaning the name of Jesus? And the guy who Venerat had come, hook to this place, ad hoc, for this purpose, and then the Utklaz ex explains the purpose, namely the purpose that he might lead those bound, vinktos, to the chief priest. In other words, as prisoners, vinktos, right? Vinkio to vinciri, to bind, to bind, right? Okay. Saulus autem magis convele shebat et confundebat judeos qui habitat demashi affirmans quoniam hic es Christus. Saul, however, was uh, becoming more and more strong. Convalesce, we get the word convalesce from this, don't we? He was convalescing more and more. He was getting stronger and stronger. And he was confounding the Jews who were living in Damascus. There's that Damashi again in the locative case, which looks like in the second declension, a genitive. Uh, names of cities, towns, small islands, Domus and Rus. Uh, in ecclesiastical Latin, uh, often use the locative case. In classical Latin, always use it, right? So the Jews who are living in Damascus, affirming quoniam hic es Christus, that this one is the Christ, the anointed one. So there you have it, the conversion of Saul um, and how he... Uh, struck blind, then he regains his sight through the intercession of the Lord through Ananias, and then he becomes immediately uh, in the uh, in the synagogues and so forth a promoter of uh, Christ, whom just earlier he had come to persecute. Very interesting. Well, if you can believe it, that completes are unit 35 and in the completion of unit 35 all of the grammar in the book uh, that we have been using the collins book the primer the primer of ecclesiastical latin so you now officially have completed the book and no, you really do know you've been introduced to all the major points of grammar that you will encounter in reading ecclesiastical latin so congratulations on that. It's really a fine accomplishment. Uh, I'm proud of you if you've stuck with it all this way. Um, and I've, as I've been saying for the last several units, if you uh, have done your work and said your prayers, you will now be able to, uh, with the help of a dictionary, be able to read most any uh, ecclesiastical Latin text. Of course, you'll encounter some that are more difficult than others, and you may still need some help here and there, but you are now equipped to do that. And I would encourage you uh, to continue uh, to work on your Latin, even though the course is officially ending and we've completed the book. Uh, only practice makes perfect. And the more you read, the better you will get and the easier it will become. If you suddenly stop doing Latin and turn to something else and set it aside, for six months, I can assure you, you will forget a huge amount of what you worked so hard to learn. So please continue to read and practice your Latin. And in that spirit, I'm going to offer 
one more bonus class. And that bonus class will be the reading of the Exultet. Now, um, you, I've talked, we've had disparate sentences in our exercises from the great Easter hymn, the Exultet, that is sung on Holy Saturday evening. Uh, and I've pointed it out to you. But the entire text is on page 334 and 335 in the further reading section of the Collins book. And I thought as a, as a sort of bonus uh, to top off our class as we, as we, as we uh, bring it to a conclusion, I thought it might be fun for us to read that entire prayer together. So for those of you who are interested, uh, this next week, I'd have you translate the Exultet uh, on pages 334 and 335. Um, uh, this is, again, the prayer that is sung by the deacon on Holy Saturday night, the Vigil of Easter. And it's a very poetic, a very beautiful prayer. It has very interesting comments, even about the bees who make, who work to make the Paschal candle. Um, I'm sure that there are going to be some interesting uh, and challenging things in the prayer that you won't quite understand. Um, but let's do it together. Um, I will come back to you with a, uh, with a recording, uh, and we will go over this next week. And that will be a fitting conclusion to our course. So this is kind of a little bonus reading that I thought would be fun to do as a conclusion to the course. Uh, it will show you how much you can do, and it will also show you uh, some of the difficulties that you will en encounter, particularly with allusions that are made, and these are poetic allusions in the great, uh, in the great Exultet. So uh, with that in mind, um, again, I congratulate you on the completion of the Collins book uh, and all of your hard work. And uh, let's uh, have fun doing this Exultet next week as uh, our concluding session for this course, Latin Three from the Church of St. Agnes. Um, it's been an honor and a privilege to uh, teach this course and be with you these many, many weeks. Uh, remember, if you have any questions, uh, I'm Professor Jim May. You can reach me at may at stoloff.edu. And don't hesitate to send a question or a comment, um, and I will be glad to answer. Uh, so until we get back to you with our final uh, recording, uh, I wish you all the best. Have a great day.